Welcome to Running Is Bullshit, I'm Stuart. And I'm Amy, and you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. And we're back, we're here to mildly distract you for a little while, instead of you just calling your friends on Zoom and having nothing to talk about, because you haven't been anywhere, you haven't done anything, and invariably just ending up talking about Tiger King instead. And the endless quizzes, the endless pub quizzes. I love a good pub quiz, and we have one every week now, but... It seems like every day I check my Instagram stories and people are doing pub quizzes. Surely we're going to be pub quizzed out soon. Yeah, have we, have we, are we at peak quiz yet? I mean, I've done a couple for my running club as well. We've been enjoying those. That's the only one I've done though. I haven't done any more, but I see, yeah, there are a lot of quizzes going on. Yeah, surely every question in the world has now been asked, I'm sure at some point. <laughs> Amy, to continue your um, kind of lockdown meltdown crisis that you're having now, what's happened to your hair? Yeah. So, listen, did I say on the last podcast that I shaved yeah. it? yeah. Okay, so listen to the last podcast, we'll know that I shaved my head. Um, and now I've dyed it like purple, it's kind of going like a pink. But it's funny, because I did all this thinking, this is going to be the one time for like a long, probably a long time that I'll get to do something like this, because I'm not having to be at work, because I'm working from home. And then I just had an email through like a few days ago, like, oh, we need to schedule an, an online meeting via Zoom. I'm like, no. Oh. <laughs> Oh no, I'd my forgotten webcam's that... broken. Oh no. <laughs> that's going to be that's going to be the story because I'd forgotten, you know, although I am not physically there, technology is a thing and there are ways that they will want to see me. So, I yeah, it's going to be um it's going to be a case of, yeah, my my webcam's not working. I can share my screen, but I can't. I don't know what's wrong with my webcam. So, yeah, my hair's now purple, uh semi-permanent dye, not permanent. Didn't want to go too crazy. Um, so yeah, I, and when I go out, I feel like people know I've had a meltdown and a bit of a lockdown meltdown. Yeah. So I've got really like shaved off head, like a really dodgy cut because my partner did it with kitchen scissors and then, um, just like faded out now patchy dye on it. That's obviously not been done by a professional. Amazing. So yeah, just, just shout out to the world that I'm not really coping very well with the lockdown. <laughs> See, all I've done, I haven't shaved in like four or five weeks, but it doesn't really that make that much difference because my beard, it doesn't get long. It just gets thicker. I mean, there's all kinds of shit in there, I think, but it does, it doesn't look any more unless you kind of really kind of pull it out and kind of can kind of puff it up a bit but that's that's the only thing i'm going for i just want to see how big that can get just for a laugh but that's it really mm. no crisis yeah for me. i mean i shave my head anyway because i'm balding so yeah this is the time to do those wacky things with your beard or your hair i guess unless Absolutely. like i said you have to go to have zoom meetings at work <laughs> Uh, before we get into our own bullshit for the last few weeks, I've just seen on Strava before we came on, uh, our former guest, Reese Jenkins, is the ultra runner who's training for Badwater in America, I think probably this summer. Uh, I've just seen his Strava entry, which said heat training at 59 degrees Celsius. What the fuck? It looks like, and I just went on, I just saw on Facebook just now, it looks like he's got like a sauna or something in his back garden. Is it not in his bedroom or something? He's got well, something in his bedroom. He's got some sort of contraption in his bedroom for heat. And he's probably got something in his garden as well. But I'm sure I saw, yeah. yeah, some sort of pod. I was like, what? Like, he's just that's, sitting in this oh, thing you have to. at 50 degrees, eating some fruit and some water and doing some gentle exercise to get himself used to it. I mean, that's dedication. It's weird, but it's, it's dedication. Mate, I've been running when it's been 16 degrees and I thought I was at bad water. Like that was that was heat training for me. And as I'm running and the sweat is pouring down my face, my face is throbbing because it's so hot. I'm thinking, this is probably good training. This is like what, why they go to Kenya to heat train and stuff (laughs) like that. You know, this is, I'm a professional right now. So I couldn't imagine sitting in a a pod at that temperature, Jesus. Yeah, he's been running half marathons for 13 days straight now, which kind of for him doesn't seem that extreme. And just the thing that got me about it, he's like, he's done the same route 
I mean, what's wrong with people yeah. doing the same route over and over again? Come on. Go somewhere else. I guess it, it must be after a while. It must be maybe you can just slip into like relaxation because you know the route sort some, of thing. So you can just zone out a bit, I guess. that would Some be weird only. mental training maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least it's 13 miles and not one mile, you know, loops. <laughs> no. Uh, I think the plan was for him to do that, though, at some point. He was going to do a 24-hour run doing one mile loop or a couple of mile loop. But obviously that's been delayed now. Uh, but something you spotted here, actually, about what he's been doing these half marathons for, it's 174 miles clocked in total, which is the distance between the London Nightingale Hospital and the Dragon's Heart Hospital in Cardiff. And he said it's a personal challenge to thank the brave and selfless people fighting on the front line in these unprecedented times. So that's nice. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's nice to sort of highlight that and to sort of... I, I think people, a lot of people, are finding themselves perhaps feeling a bit helpless in these situations because we know that this there's this massive thing going on this this pandemic and it's bloody awful if you thought about it too hard you'd be depressed every single day because it's it's awful um and some people are feeling that personally you know if, if their relatives have been effective or some people just know in general it's mm. awful so i think in those situations it does prompt people to do things like this because you know whether you're raising money or just or just feel like you're making some sort of sacrifice to try and symbolise another sacrifice that people are making. Um, I guess that's what's fueling this sort of activity, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, and just giving yourself a target. If you're someone that's very target-driven, mm. you need something, then it's something you can tie that into a little bit. You know, he's, he wanted to do mm. 174 miles. Uh, he probably needs to do that anyway as part of his training, but it gives just a little mm. extra focus there, um, just to give... Mm. Just to give a little bit more to uh, to push himself. So good for Reese mm. and good for anyone else that's uh, out there pushing themselves a bit harder than usual. Talking of which, Amy, tell us about your... Right, hang on. If anyone's listening at home, please sit down. If you're running, uh, just maybe get to the side of the path and slow down just a little bit. Amy Genders has run three times a week, two weeks in a row. It's crazy. It's and you mad. know what? This week, I nearly ran four times, but I thought, Whoa. you know, I don't want to go too crazy. I know, I know. Yeah. The end game is to get back up to, you know, running five times a week. But I actually was quite sensible about it and thought, I don't want to risk any form of injury. Because I'm probably, if you look at my Strava, I'm probably building it up a bit too quickly. Wow. <laughs> Ironically, going from like zero miles a week to like, I think this week is what, like 16 or 17 miles this That's week. That's not too so, bad. No, no, I, I'm trying to think now. I can't do the maths quickly in my head. Yeah, it was, uh, oh yeah, no, it's 13, sorry, 13 miles, I think, this week. So I did three miles, I did four miles, then I did six miles today. So I ran 10k today. I haven't 10K? run 10k in, I know, I haven't run 10k in God knows how long. Oh, well so, done, getting back out there. Anything prompted it in particular, or just? Just uh, months of saying I would. <laughs> and the fact that I, you know, I call myself a runner. actually doing what you said you <laughs> would. Mm, wow. Mm. But it's funny because once you are back in the habit of it, it makes it a lot easier yes. to get out there. So, and also being stuck in the house all day, every day is um, kind of motivation as well. And the weather's a bit nicer. I've never been a fair weather runner, but we had those weeks and weeks of rain. And when you haven't been running for a while, the idea of going out yeah. and running in the rain slower than you normally would, you know, you're out there for longer or whatever, it just, it's not very motivating. That's no, not idea. So, um, the, the, the decent weather has uh, has prompted me to go back out as well. <laughs> yeah, it's lovely to see all those new runners in their hoodies and their leggings. Bless them. God, yeah, you pass so many of them. It must be so hot. I'm, I sweat dripping off me. I'm in t-shirts and shorts. It's 
boiling hot. Wait, it's 17 degrees. <laughs> it's boiling and, hot. It's not been boiling hot. It's boiling 17 degrees, which to me is boiling hot. I, I have to come home and I have to sit outside and just like decompress because I'm so bloody hot. But then I pass some woman in like all black tracksuit and I'm thinking... What are you doing? What are you trying to kill yourself? I'm not trying to shame anyone, but <laughs> yeah, it is weird. It's just it's the noobs, bless them. They're trying. Yeah. God bless. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not running the Newport Marathon today. I'm kind of not that upset about it because I don't know. The last few weeks, I said before, I was just absolutely fucking knackered uh, at the last mm. one. I think because I just run quite a lot in the last four weeks. Uh, I've kind of toned it down now. I'm down to about 35k a week now, which is a bit more manageable, I think. Um, I'm not sure how well I would have done in a marathon at the moment, though. It's hard to know because I haven't done the proper taper. I haven't done the proper big long runs, really. Um, I've mm. just kind of been messing around doing kind of middly long runs instead. So, yeah, I'm not too worried about it. I'll just kind of keep this kind of level of training up and do it in October instead. And it would have been a lovely day mm. for it. It would have been a very warm day for it because it's very clear by the look of it still. Uh, yeah, it's warm. gone really hot as well. Yeah, It could have been a tricky one because, again, it's, it would only been you know, people's second or third warm run of the year, which is obviously the problem you get in marathon season this time of year, unfortunately. But yeah, I had quite a nice run. I had a really good run last week, but it was one of those ones that just made me decide it was a really hilly run, really traily, and I just thought, I just need to stop doing these for a month or so. These kind of, you know, horrible hilly runs, which are full of walking, so I usually do really enjoy them. But I just can't, I can't do them. I need to just have a few weeks off hard runs, and just kind of do some more sensible things instead. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been finding it quite frustrating just because of, I want to say how slow I am, but that would offend, I know that offends some people when they're like, oh, well, your slow is my fast or whatever. But for me, how how slow I am. Yeah. And it's just thinking, it doesn't matter at the moment. It really doesn't matter how fast I'm going. I just need to build the mileage, hashtag building up the mileage. But I do need to build the mileage back up before I focus on doing, I don't know, like speed workouts or, or whatever to do to get speed. I just need to just chill out a bit and think, it's okay, just get it done, you know. So uh, since the last episode, uh, Clark Gilmore is on Facebook and he said he listened to last week's episodes whilst out in the rain and he gave us some observations, which are very welcome. He said, first of all, the 30,000 nipple plasters, which is the minimum order that we looked up, would only do you for 15,000 runs, assuming you have two nipples. So he said that's about mm. a 41 year supply if you ran every day, which is still a bit excessive. However, I want to point out, I, I wasn't buying them for myself. I'd want to flog them to you lot. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna run every day for 41 years putting new nipple plasters on every time. That's not. That's not how that was going to work. <laughs> Still, thanks you. Thanks for doing the maths. That's very handy. Uh, you also said the few, the few coughs that Amy gave sounded a little bit dry. How is how is the cough, Amy? It's you know. Firstly, you were supposed to edit those out. Um, yeah. Secondly, the thing is now, like my cough's gone. My cough went um, sort of. What, what are we day are we on now? Yeah, beginning of this week, really, because it was really awful. It was like a really awful cough that was like keeping me awake at night. But now, because of the pollen count, I've just got a cough from allergies now. So from hay fever. So I'm still out there coughing regardless. So, uh, yeah, the cough never ends. It's just a, it just evolves into a different sort of cough, really. That's why I'm here. Okay. 
Um, but it wasn't dry. It was phlegmy. <laughs> it was phlegmy. <laughs> there, was def- there was definite phlegm in there. And he also said he nearly shat himself when Finley started barking and he thinking it was a dog nearby. Because I keep the Finley barks in because I think they're fun. Yeah, and for that reason as well, I have a few podcasts I listen to where there's always like a bit of background noise and when I'm out running, I shit myself. And also some music as well. There's like certain songs sometimes they have like a weird sound in them and every time i listen to them on my run i'll be like looking behind me thinking shit what's that there's some songs that uh, have car horns in which is really annoying when you're driving because you're looking around or they have sirens you end up looking around Mm. what the fuck is that that's just fucking music again that's why we keep the finley barks in to fuck with you while you're running yes Uh, he said there's probably a few more but forgot them thanks clark thanks for keeping the podcast going throughout the lockdown really does help pass the time another enjoyable hour spent running whilst we're still allowed well that's what we're here for to pass the time (laughs) max carnage at dr g our good friend max carnage thanks for answering my questions although perhaps the question i should have asked is who will shave their head first in lockdown I think we're both pretty much there, to be honest. So yeah, both yeah, both for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, me just because I'm balding. You just because uh, just just having a bit of a melt meltdown. You know, that's yeah. what you do. <laughs> and uh, Andy at Doctor VXD said, "Just caught up with episode thirty-three. Sharon Heverins had me in absolute stitches. Yes, she is very handy for that." So now we move on to talking about lockdown runs. So even before the lockdown in the UK, people have been doing all manner of bizarre runs to keep themselves occupied. And more importantly, get social media engagement. Sorry, I meant raise money for charity, of course. Most important thing. As we saw stories from countries with more stringent lockdowns about people running marathons and ultras in their apartments or around their coffee table, there were plenty in the UK who decided not to go outside and run, but to stay in their homes and gardens to run absurd numbers of laps. We've been looking on aghast on social media and have an absolutely not comprehensive take on them all. Now, uh, we're going to start that off with one of the kind of pioneers of social media lockdown running, Gareth Allen. Let's talk to him now. So joining us now is Gareth Allen, who was, it seems, one of the kind of first people to run a garden marathon. And I picked up quite a decent amount of press for it and in Runner's World and lots of other places uh, around the world, it seems. So, Gareth, first of all, uh, tell us about your garden marathon. Why did you decide this was a good thing to do? It was one of those, it, it seems lots of people kind of doing these things after the fact where, you know, there was, I think the first time was a guy in China who ran an ultra marathon in his apartment. Yeah. Um, and then the guy in France popped up who did it on his balcony. And because I do a lot of marathons, ultra marathons, I still need to get the training runs in to get the long distances. And I think it was when I was sat looking out my out into my back garden lunch one day, I thought, I wonder if I can do this in my garden. But I thought the, the difference would be is because to me, it's the social side of running that's more important than the actual running itself is how can I actually get more people involved? And that's kind of where the whole let's live stream it kind of came about. And I think that's where I was the first person to actually live stream the whole thing. And I think that's what's caught people's imagination. Yeah. How many people did you have watching? Um, I think at one point it was over 4,000 people were actually watching. <laughs> and I think well over 400,000 people have watched it at some point. Wow. So, wow. Yeah, it's a bit, bit crazy. 
How did you stop yourself going completely mad? Because I know just running the same routes around my area, I get really bored. I couldn't imagine running around a garden over and over again for a marathon. So what did you do to sort of occupy yourself? Um, well, I had planned on you know, just having a radio going in the background. But one of the things that I guess kind of helped mix it up a little bit was the fact that I was actually changing direction sort of every hundred laps. Mainly that was mainly to kind of help take the pressure off my hips and knees and ankles from just constantly going in one direction. Um, but I think it was the fact that my family then kind of started getting involved because up till then they hadn't wanted to have anything to do with it. You know, it's like I'm just doing my stupid thing in the garden. But, you know, once you know, they realized that there was over a thousand people watching it, they came out and they, they started giving me updates and. They were reading out the comments people were posting and, you know, just telling me how many people were were watching. So that kind of just helped make it just more enjoyable, really. And before I knew it, the whole thing was was over. So every hundred laps. So how many laps did you do? So in the end, I actually did 1,254 laps. Um, When I actually measured my my garden, I actually needed to do, I think it was 1,064 laps to actually do a marathon. Kind of as part of the actual whole event, I thought, well, let's do 1066 for a marathon. A bit more of an interesting number. Um, (laughs) But because what I'm doing this year is all around raising money for charity, I thought, well, by trying to keep people involved and interested and watching and everything else, I thought, well, if I can get my, my fundraising target up to £1,066, I'll just keep going for the full six hours. And I think they, uh, I, I was told up we got through that within about the first couple of hours of the event. I think just people wanted to keep me going. So whether or not it's because they actually were enjoying watching it or they just wanted to be cruel, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you did your marathon and you carried on for 200 more laps. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't. I was going to say when you didn't need to. Of course, you didn't need to do any of this. But <laughs> no, no. I, I guess we, you know, it's the old one. We're allowed to go out once a day for for exercise. Yeah. Um, but you know, you, you need to try and keep that reasonable, and try and be you know, going. Yeah, I'm just going to go out for like a five hour run. You know, that's not exactly being reasonable in the current current conditions. So yeah, doing it in the garden just seemed like the, the logical thing to do. And the amount of people that now seem to be doing these things is, is getting a bit crazy. I mean, compared to some of the others that I've seen, you had a big space. People are now doing this anywhere they can. Yeah, I'm lucky. I've, I've got a reasonable sized back garden and I can at least run in what is almost a circle. It, it's watching the people that are doing sort of out and back. Yeah, that just looks really painful. Mm. Yeah, because I've seen people doing park runs in their tiny gardens and just, just doing 5K seems, you know, soul destroying. <laughs> yeah, I guess it, it comes down to the what you support you're getting from other people if you're just there on your own yeah I, I think it could get a little bit monotonous if you've only got like about sort of 10 meters and then you've got to turn around and go back again mm. but yeah it's having that support of the family if you've got it just makes all the difference so when you're out there doing your 1254 laps what parts of it surprised you did it go was it as expected you know was there anything that kind of cropped up that you didn't see coming um what I didn't see coming was just the amount of people that were going to get involved in, and sort of just watch me. You know, I think uh, uh, I, I got impressed when I think we got to about 200 people said they were going to be interested in the event. <laughs> and then to find out we had 4,000 actually watching it was just like, yeah, that kind of just uh, made the whole thing seem a bit unreal. 
but I think the whole thing kind of did go kind of according to plan. Yeah, there weren't any real surprises. Yeah, I've done a lot of these things before, but I kind of knew what to expect. I knew that it was going to be hard because it's it's flat. Yeah, and ironically, certainly when you look at um, trail running, the flatter the route, the harder it is, um, because you're just always using the same <laughs> group guess, of muscles. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. You know, you know, there's no hills to walk up. There's no hills to sprint down. It's mm. just unrelenting flat mm. and and that that it does get hard i suppose if there's just a slight camber or anything then it's the same like you said like switching um switching uh going anti-clockwise sorry switching going anti-clockwise or clockwise it must be hard running in the same area on like you say like your joints and your muscles and so on because you're going over the yeah. same ground yeah yeah and certainly about you know after i changed direction probably about the first 10 laps were probably the most painful and then mm. everything starts to settle down again. And then you, you turn around, do it again, and yet it's about the next 10 laps. Everything kind of just is, is readjusting itself, and you kind of just get back into the rhythm then. Mm-hmm. And I guess any ultras after this, that if, the, if you do any lapped ultras in particular, I mean, in terms of mental training, you're going to be far ahead of anyone else. Ah, yeah, I do actually have one coming up towards the end of the year, um, which is a, a 25 hours on a track um so that, that's going to be tough in its own right um but it's the irony is that i'm actually going to be doing this yeah i'm actually going to be taking this to the next level actually next weekend oh you're not doing more um, are you um well uh, it's the um the event is called the 24 hour garden challenge stay home which is kind of spun off the back of um a guy called mark cockbane who runs Cockbane events, or as he calls it, the hard stuff. And he's got a challenge going called the Isol- Isolation Cooler King or Queen. It's who can run the furthest in their back garden. <laughs> uh, so right now, I think the target is, is over 100 miles. So my, my plan for that one is, yeah, I've set myself some targets. And uh, to me, it's having that, that... I've always told people running for the sake of running is boring. It really is. Mm. Having a target is what you need. So I've set myself targets. So if I can get to 4,000 laps in 24 hours, I'll keep going for another six hours. Mm. If I can get 5,000 laps in that time, I'll carry on for another six hours. So technically, I could run for a full 36 hours. So you'll be hoping and praying that you fail at some point. <laughs> kind of, yes. But, you know, you, you've got to have a target. You've got to have something to yeah. aim for to keep you going. That's, that's always the key thing for me. Wow. Okay. So, oh, you know, it was interesting. We got we've got that story, but now we've got an exclusive as well that you'll be doing it even more. I mean, it may be all over Facebook already, but we're saying it's, a, yeah. it's an exclusive. <laughs> um, a question yeah. I had here was like, is it actually a good thing to do? But I guess you're going to go even further. So I guess you don't think it's a terrible thing to do, at least. Um, is it is it a good thing to do? Um, well, it's always a tough question, isn't it? I think <laughs> showing people that it can be done is probably the most, given that they've now extended the lockdowns even further, just showing people that who are thinking about doing this, that it's not actually as crazy as I thought it was. Uh, and there are lots of people doing these now. Um, I've even got a friend who's doing a triathlon in his back garden um, <laughs> this weekend. Um, yeah, he's actually, you know, get a small swimming pool, um, put a bungee cord tied around his waist and anchored to a tree. And he's basically going to swim in a three metre long pool for nearly an hour. <laughs> um, before getting on a static bike and then basically running laps around his swimming pool. 
<laughs> you know, people are getting inventive about what they can do in a small space. Mm. I suppose it's a different challenge because, like you were saying, with, with running ultras, you do have the different terrain and stuff to to um, contend with. But this is like a mental thing as well. You know, Absolutely. being able to run in that small space in the same environment, you know, it's a, it's a real mental challenge. Yeah, and I think I've always said that, you know, if you can run a marathon, you, you can run 100 miles. Mm. The only difference is in your head. You know, it's 25% physical, but the other 75% is the mental challenge just to keep going. When your body says, no, I've had enough, you know it's not had enough. That's, that's and especially running laps in a garden, the, the temptation to go, right, I'm just going to stop now and go to bed. It's mm. just going to be there with me all through the night. And it's going to be, yep. Yeah, forcing myself to keep going to stay out there you know not give in that's going to be the key thing so you're running next weekend so if people yep. are listening to this as we release that'll be the weekend of the 25th and the 26th uh, yep. where can people watch you and are you doing any more fundraising there is a uh, facebook event um the the 24 hour garden challenge um if you just search for that you should find it plan is that the the live stream will start at eight o'clock in the morning and it's <laughs> People have got so into this that it's actually a, a U.S. sports company is actually doing all of the streaming for me. <laughs> it, <laughs> wow. it, it, it'll, there'll be two cameras. They're going to have be doing live interviews, all sorts of stuff. They're, they're just really getting behind it as well. Wow. So that, that's going to be that, – that, that'll take the, um, some of the, uh, the, the, the stress off. All I've got to do is set a couple of phones up, uh, and they're going to handle all the rest. Um, so it's going to be all then live streamed into the event, that if, if we can get it all working and, and hung together properly. And I'm, I'm putting lots of stuff up into that event as well. This weekend, I'm actually going to recce the route. You know, you've got to do these things. I'm going to film the whole thing, you know, give people a walk through. You know, it should last all of about a minute. But, you know, you've yeah. got to do. I'm, I'm just trying to make it fun, yeah. you know, make it really silly, um, that sort of thing. So, in fact, I, I did a teaser trailer um, that I put up last night of the, the night section where you get to see a little flash, flashing red dot walking, going around in circles for what could be about eight hours. <laughs> let's take dot watching to a whole new level <laughs> yeah it'd be fascinating to see how many people watch you at like three in the morning it would be interesting i don't think there'll be a, all my family would be in bed so they won't be able to tell me how many people are watching the live stream but it would well, be, there'll be a world, there'll be a worldwide audience so it could be all yeah. the way through it could be your biggest yeah. audience then it, it could be but all i'll see is a black screen with some flashing leds on it <laughs> <laughs> and are you fundraising for this one as well well the, the fundraising is kind of an aside it's there um I, I, the links are all up on that on the event page you know i'm trying to think at the moment of how can i get people involved that may get them to sponsor me a bit to actually do something silly while i'm out there you know maybe if i get to a certain a certain amount i'll run some laps backwards you know just to help mix it up and keep things going and keep people interested and you know keep them tuned in really you know people were saying that they got really excited last time as to when i was actually going to be changing lap you know when i was <laughs> going to change direction it was like so yeah get, so we've got to get the silly things going just to keep keep it keep it fun really mm. you know that is amazing yeah we'll be sharing that link all week to make sure people know about it and we'll be sharing it the weekend to make sure people are watching as well and um, to finish us off today the thing we ask all of our guests what is the most bullshit thing about running Oh, oh, oh! I think that it's only done by people who are good at it. Quite frankly, that is a load of rubbish. You know, it's all you ever see on the on the news are the people that are good at it. But there are so many other people out there that 
are doing incredible things. You know, it's it's something that everybody can do, and you shouldn't be judged. You know, you go out and do what you can. Through what they say about you know Kip Jongay, whatever, breaking two hours. Everybody goes, well, if I'll never be able to do that, I won't even bother trying. Mm. That that really is a load of rubbish. You know, go out there and just do what you can. Have mm. fun with it. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Gareth, and good luck for next weekend. Yeah, good luck. Thank, thank you. Much. Thank you. And so there it is. Frankly, no wonder people don't like runners. Amy, what the fuck is wrong with us? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what it is about running that attracts the sort of people that would do that, but there's something about it. I suppose the same thing that also attracts people to build a sauna in their back garden and sit in any fruit, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. And a triathlon in the back garden in a three metre pool. I've seen people doing cycling around their garden as well. It's just so strange. Another popular challenge that may have been appearing in your local run club socials um, is the staircase challenge, which I must admit I hadn't heard of actually, but that's mainly because I don't really engage in anything to do with running. Or pay attention, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or pay attention to anything or anything like that. So basically, you count and measure your stairs, say which mountain you want to run the equivalent of, uh, put them in a handy-dandy calculator, and it tells you how many times you need to climb your stairs in order to to climb the same elevation as that mountain. The main question here is just why? Of all the things to do, running around your garden almost makes sense. Running up and down your stairs, that's really weird. I've seen some people on um, social media who've not even got stairs. They're, they're doing it on a little wall outside, say, like, you know, a little yeah. garden wall or something, and they're just doing step-ups oh. constantly. To do, and some people are doing Everest on that. Well, I've just looked it on my... In my house, if I wanted to run up the equivalent of Ben Nevis, I would need to run up my stairs 518 times. No, I'm not going to do that. I don't even like going up the stairs to get back to my flat after a run let alone doing it specifically for a challenge if there was a way not to do that i would do it absolutely um so plenty of people have been doing park runs in their back garden which is kind of less mental but rebecca lee's posted on twitter she ran a step up garden park run that meant running up four steps in a garden 2400 times or the equivalent of the height of the shard god Just four steps, turn around, four steps down. Four steps up, four steps down. I think I'd get bored after doing it about ten times. I think that'd be it then. I think, oh, maybe not. I'll delete the tweet and go back inside and have a cup of tea and some biscuits. Yeah, it's a problem. If you start live streaming it, you're like, oh, shit, I need to do this now. (laughs) John Griffin climbed his stairs 1,363 times to the equivalent of Mount Everest. That's 41,000 steps over three days. He was helped by his dog. Is that Hounslow? Is in like like the place? Yeah, Hounslow, but with a D in to make it hound slow, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> he was helped by his dog Hounslow and customised a piece of software that tracked his ascent and gamified it. God, to even go to the effort of customising software in order to track that. Yeah, That's I think crazy. someone like gave it to him and they showed him like how far up the mountain he was. I guess you could track how many mm. times he'd run up. It would show him how far up the mountain he was. I think he said that on the first day he had lunch at the top of Mount Snowden and something like that, which is quite nice. <laughs> but he's still running up 41,000 steps and like getting up in the morning, knowing his job for the day is to run up and down his stairs all day. Oh, I'd want to be furloughed from that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and as we possibly haven't said here yet, People can still go outside. You're still allowed outside. It's okay. And, and the thing is as well, like my, my watch, my Garmin, has been going crazy lately. So it already thinks I've run 
up Mount Everest just running 5k because for some reason the elevation like sensor on it has gone absolutely crazy and within the first like half mile of getting out my door which I live in a fairly flat area it's gone you know like um what's the elevation uh elevation goal reached times one times two times three and it's like buzzing on my hand on my arm and I'm thinking this is gonna look crazy on Strava that I've run three miles and done like 800 foot of elevation around Cardiff Bay (laughs) I have seen where it's really completely glitched out and people have done like 40,000 feet in one like very very short run yeah I don't know what it is about I don't know whether it's other people with Garmin's as well I don't know what it is about that I've just been ignoring it and hoping no one calls me out on Strava for that but but yeah you can basically you can do Mount Everest just go out with your Garmin (laughs) it's a much easier challenge yeah (laughs) On Facebook, Sarah Coe said, It appears that being in lockdown is making silly ideas sound reasonable. You're like shaving your head. I was contemplating climbing Snowdon, going up and down my stairs 410 times. Luckily, I haven't had the inclination yet. (laughs) Inclination. I like it. Well, you could go up to the top and then, you know, like kids do, you could go down in a washing basket or something. Yeah, or just shuffle down on your bum. Or could just go upstairs and just go to bed. Yeah. Just do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, our recent guest, Maud Hodson, has got in on this action as well because she's ran a marathon in her back garden. And I thought, okay, yeah, mar- garden marathons, are, they're pretty normal now. It's, it's absolutely kind of fine and not weird. Um, though I saw the live stream of her video and she did 2,221 laps of her garden. I had a quick watch of the video and counted her steps. I think it was 28 strides. That's all it was. 28 strides. She went round it over 2,000 times. But she did raise £2,172, so that's pretty good. Oh, that's frustrating, though. I'd want to raise 2,221 grand. Uh, she, she may well have done by now. That was kind of a few <laughs> days ago when I looked at this. But yeah, that's the thing. A lot of these things, a lot of people are doing these to raise some money and raise some awareness, which of course is a good thing. But it's still a very strange idea. Mm. The London Landmarks Half Marathon have started the local Landmarks Challenge to get people running and help people raise money they'd pledged for the race. They posted a video of Rona Rikipo, who ran 1,700 laps of her kitchen island to complete a half marathon. She even fell at mile 12 due to dizziness. I'm not surprised. A kitchen island? God. I was chasing Finley around the terrace the other evening at like nine o'clock at night. And because he's a herding dog, he runs in very tight circles. And I nearly fainted and fell over doing that, let alone running around a kitchen aisle. Well, that's the first speed session you've done in about three years. That's why. God, yeah, it about killed me. (laughs) But around a kitchen island, is, is this going too far? If you fall, if your if your loops are that tight, you're falling over because you're dizzy. Yeah, it's, it's one step away from putting your head on a broom and running around in circles. It's too much. <laughs> oh God! No, someone will be doing that now. They'll measure how far that is. That three feet circle, how far to do a marathon? They'll end up doing that. Um, Who can do the tightest circles? <laughs> a seven-year-old boy named Herbie Wharton spent Easter Sunday running a garden marathon. He did 420 laps in just over eight hours, but he's raised four grand. So good for you, Herbie. When I first read this, I thought it was one of those stories where they use marathon for like any distance. I couldn't <laughs> believe that the seven-year-old boy had, had run a, a marathon distance um, just in a day. But I looked it up and yeah, it's an actual marathon. Like, yeah, it's pretty good. A seven-year-old is pretty amazing. Yeah. I think the mum was saying like 
he set out to do it himself and she said you know if he gets to 10k if he gets you know three or four hours i mean she'll be really really proud of it obviously anything they did she would have been proud but he just kept going and he and he wanted to do it himself it wasn't the parents pushing him at all so that was, that was an amazing thing for him to do and on twitter we asked as well what other weird runs people have seen and gonzalo at zalagon beltran that's why i had to do that one amy because you would have been forever trying to read that he yep. said a mate ran 968 laps around his living room to complete 10k god just go outside we can still run outside unless you're in a country where you can't do that or unless you're like immune compromised whatever then yeah but otherwise if you know if you don't have any of those excuses go outside yeah just don't run you crazy bastards just sit down at carly underscore runs says someone ran 100 miles 100 miles in their back garden Took nearly 24 hours. Yeah, better do. In a back garden. Oh. Unless you've got like 50 acres of back garden, there's no need for that. There's no need, no. Uh, Thomas A at Impossible 3 said, It doesn't really make much sense in the UK while we're still permitted to run outside. Exactly. That's kind of the point. And, you know, we're actually only, was it now, four weeks into lockdown. Have we already reached peak garden marathon? Like when people are going to be doing garden marathons now, are people still going to give a shit? And the thing is, what will happen if they elevate the lockdown to the point where, you know, um, we're not allowed to go out and exercise or, or there's that rule, you know, in some countries where you can only go within two kilometres of yeah. your home. What what will people do then? It will just be really blasé to do garden marathons. Yeah, if you've just done a hundred miler in your back garden as well, you're going to be fucked. For a couple of weeks, your legs are going to be ruined and you're going to need to rest. And if the only thing you can now do is run in your back garden, you are not going to want to do that. I think that's the absolute last resort for me is running in my back garden. Oh, God, yeah. I don't, I have a like a seven metre long terrace. I'm not going to be running on that. <laughs> no, no. Um, so, yeah, that, that is kind of the worry. Have we already reached peak garden marathon with potentially a lot of weeks left to go? And on Facebook as well, Kate Nelson said... Is anyone else amusing themselves by imagining Pin Skin Man running circles around his sofa, shirtless with a homemade bid pinned to his chest? No? Just me then? Uh, we all are now. <laughs> I, I do imagine that Pin Skin Man doesn't exist apart from anything else than Pin Skin Man. So at home he will be, you know, shirtless sat in constantly. lockdown, shirtless, bib pinned to his bare chest, having a cup of tea, doing his Zoom meetings at work, you know, all those sort of things. <laughs> With Definitely. a tie pinned to his chest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he do- goes to do a bit of cooking, gets his apron, and just pins it to his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Over on Twitter, Emma H at Emma H 8664-1167. What could I tell my children that BS stands for? Running is brilliantly sociable. Alternative answers on a postcard. Emma, do your kids listen to this or are you just like casually chatting about it? Well, if she's got some merch, I can't remember if she does or not, perhaps. Oh, uh, maybe, yeah, that might be why. I don't think we're, we're kid friendly. <laughs> so we asked on Twitter then, um, any more suggestions for what BS could stand for? First of all, Andy offered badly specified or blatantly stupid. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> Nikki72 said... At the moment, best socially distance. Mm, like it, it is, yeah, absolutely. Simon said, best solo or better speedy. Yeah, probably. Mm. Colin went with Betty Swallocks. Yeah, well, Definitely. Colin would do. <laughs> B said, bit sweaty. And a different Andy finished with borderline strange. 
Yeah, um, yeah, running is all of those things. But of course, yeah. uh, the best thing, and it stands for what we actually can now reveal the podcast has stood for all along. Running is Blanket Studio. It is, definitely. <laughs> we're, we're back in the blankets and it's working beautifully. It worked lovely last week. Yeah, I, it's a feat of engineering that I came yeah. up with, my idea. This is my, my one greatest contribution to the podcast, I think. Yeah, I was going to say to to humanity, which is possibly also true. Yes, yeah, well, yes, exactly. I didn't want to blow my own trumpet too much, but yeah, it, it's still very hot in the blanket studio. And I feel like if this goes on for much longer, we have a heat wave. It Ooh, may yeah, be a, a health risk. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, running might not be blanket studio soon. We'll have to find out. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna be in the blanket studio until you know I'm dehydrated and dying. Do you think Reese could learn a thing or two from us? Perhaps he could do a bit of training under a blanket. I was just thinking he spent all that. I'm sure he spent all that money on getting his saunas and stuff. Yeah. Blanket studio. Just needs That's a blanket over his head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on Facebook, Gordon Thelwell said, perhaps not a weird location, but I prefer to run at night. Is that a thing? Now, I've heard a few people doing this now, going out at like stupid o'clock in the morning to do their runs to kind of get away from people. Hmm. But the murderers are still out there. The murderers are still there. They're not scared of coronavirus. <laughs> I have been a little worried. There have been like some women running really late at night or really early in the morning, and that does just slightly worry me. I know... It kind of, I know. Perhaps it, I was going to say perhaps it shouldn't, but I know people are, are always at risk, aren't they? Unfortunately, and I'd be worried about anyone because it's yeah. just you know, if a crazy person wants to attack you, they'll attack you. I'm sure it's absolutely fine. I just you know the idea of running when it's very very quiet sort of creeps me out a bit because no witnesses. If somebody wants to come and mug you or whatever, um, that's probably quite alarmist. Uh, but no, I think it's kind of a cool thing. I, I do like running in the dark, especially, you know, in the winter during in the early mornings when it's dark. Hmm. I never want to go out. When I look out the window, I'm like, oh, God, it's raining, it's dark. But once you're out, it's kind of cool. Um, yeah. And it, when it is quiet, you sort of just feel like you're on your own. It's quite calming. So, yeah, I get why people would, would do that. But if they're doing it because they think it's safer because we're in lockdown, the sort of people that are going to come murder you and chop you up into tiny pieces and dump your body in the tap, not, you know, not to be too specific, but they won't stay in because of a virus. They'll be out there doing that anyway. Okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? Oh, yes. Bullshit running news. Bullshit running news. It's a bullshit running news. Ba, 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 da, 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 da. Bullshit running news. Okay. And we've worked very hard to find some non-coronavirus related news for you for this episode. And we have utterly failed because there is fuck all else going on. So first of all, this story again. Fuck the marathon. Never mind this 159 nonsense. The treadmill 50k world record is the hot ticket this year. And it's gone for the third time in three months. Matthias Kyberts has done it in 2.56.35. His other races were cancelled, so he thought he'd give it a bash in his house. Um, just for context, that is 5 minute 40 kilometres on a treadmill for 50k. That's crazy. Did he have any, like, I'm assuming Nike didn't sponsor that. <laughs> no, this is just a guy in his house on his treadmill because he had nothing else to do. Jesus. It's, it's the big hot new That's thing, crazy. indoor running, treadmill running. It's 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 a big deal now. I must admit, I've never been able to get the hang of treadmills. I've only used them a, a few times, probably a couple of times, and they always scare me a bit. I don't like the idea of not being able to stop very suddenly of my own sort of my own accord, you know? I, yeah. I, it, the ground continuing to move under my feet is not something I enjoy. 
So I've never been able to get the hang of treadmills. Yeah, even when SBC was doing a 24-hour treadmill run, I think I only ran alongside her for 10 or 15 minutes, and I hated it. Mm. I just, it just feels I, weird. Yeah, it's so strange. It's an odd thing to do. In coronavirus news, because uh, we have to get some of it in there, but Brighton has become the first city in the UK to close roads for daily exercise. So Brighton and Hove Council have set a precedence for other UK towns and cities by being the first to close off a major road to allow local people to get their daily exercise in safely while adhering to social distancing rules. I think this would be useful in other cities because we've spoken about this on previous podcasts recently, but the paths and the trails are super busy now with people Mm -hmm. who are obviously cooped up inside, going out on bike rides, walking, and, and obviously running as well. So I think there just needs to be more space you know, for people to do those things. Yeah, I seem to remember seeing this first in Canada, I think maybe like Winnipeg or something like that, where they started to do this. And I looked up the road in Brighton that they've closed off. And actually, it kind of makes perfect sense where it is. It's not like a super like busy road by the looks of it. I think it's the road along the prom, so just behind yeah. the beach. There's another road behind that, which is like the main road that runs along mm. the front. But this road just runs along the the beach there's really no reason for people to be using that because no one's can no one can drive to their beach huts no one can drive to the beach the businesses aren't open down there so it kind of just makes perfect sense i think i've even seen local people saying it's pretty much been like people have claimed it anyway over the last few weeks but yeah absolutely if there are other places in other cities where we can close down roads that absolutely seems like a great idea to me and I do, um, just not in the show notes, but just to slip something else in there around coronavirus, because inevitably it's been in the news everywhere. Um, I believe the new advice is that people can now drive to places to exercise. Really? And I've yeah, that. I think uh, obviously it's different. Um, I think Wales is different from the rest of the UK in terms of its mm-hmm. legislation. Um, but I think the latest, and again, this could change by the time the podcast comes out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the latest advice is you can drive somewhere as long as the time spent exercising is longer than the time spent driving to that place to exercise, which is quite a bizarre thing. But originally the advice was not to do that because if you live near a local beauty spot or whatever, your local exercising place is suddenly overrun by people, surely. So it's difficult because I think as a runner, especially in the UK, I know that a lot of people do run from home anyway. So Mm. if you live in an area near like a park or whatever and you suddenly find that overrun with people driving in who perhaps should be exercising locally, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what my opinion about that is. I think people should be perhaps exercising from their homes rather than driving places because I think that's what's causing... It's what's making it difficult to social distance if everyone's Mm. driving to a local beauty spa where you happen to live and you're just going out for your run. Um, I think that's making things a bit difficult. <laughs> yeah, I would say if you are even considering doing that, please look it up and Google it first because Amy barely knows what she's talking about. I've not even heard that, actually. <laughs> and that's actually the problem is the messaging has been so bad and so inconsistent that even if that is the rule, even if that is totally fine, if you go and do that, you will get dozens of people shouting at you for it because they haven't heard it. Because mm-hmm. not everyone has, has been hearing the same things. Yep. So, I've, so, I've pulled up. I've, I've done my research on well the done, fly. just now. Well um, in England, driving to take a walk is lawful during England lockdown. Um, the, do- the document categorically states, this is from The Guardian, 
Right, that's it. It says driving to the countryside and walking where more time is spent doing the latter than the former is among a list of reasonable excuses for Britons to leave their home during the coronavirus lockdown, according to advice issued by the police. Um, But again, it's really important to check if you're not in England, because this is for England, Mm -hmm. um, local legislation, because I know in Wales it's different. I don't know what the exact rules are in Wales, but a lot of things in Wales aren't lawful Mm -hmm. that are lawful in england so i'm not sure if it's changed but it was that going out twice a day for exercise is not lawful in wales whereas you can technically do it in england even if you're not advised to it's not against the law it wasn't anyway this is this is so hard isn't it i don't understand (laughs) how it can be so confusing and how it can be so inconsistent we should everyone should know this and they don't it's unbelievable it's funny though because like the, it's so like subjective and so I don't know like finicky because another bit of it I remember reading about this when it first so this is three days ago I think it came out and another thing was and again this might just be England but you're not allowed so it says what you're what is reasonable and what is not reasonable so it's not reasonable to like go out and go to a bench and sit on a bench like that's not a reasonable thing yeah very specifically they're like you, know, you can't just go to the park and sit on a bench but you're allowed to take a rest if you're walking so you're allowed to sit down and take a rest if you're walking it's like these are so specific and so like where do you draw the line between how long you can rest and when does resting become walking somewhere to sit on a bench <laughs> like, yeah. i don't know and, and what if you're driving two hours and then do a three-hour run you know <laughs> yeah exactly yeah because as you said technically with that's within the law though within those guidelines yeah yeah it's uh. just really bizarre but I, I do think in general i think if there was i think there should be some blanket thing saying don't drive somewhere to exercise and walk because you've got to think of the local people the local people who live there um getting their ex- i don't know it just seems a bit of bizarre if we're trying to social distance it seems a bit bizarre to allow that because yeah, we are all the social distancing police now as soon as we see anyone everyone's like <laughs> oh, are they oh, are they close by or oh, they're not they i think they've, they've gone out for the second time today oh god we're all those people now aren't we yeah curtain twitches so kind of to lead us into the final part now and what we're doing uh, in the next few weeks which of course is nothing and the main thing i want to say is just i I really want people to go and explore their local areas more now i've seen some of my friends doing it some of my club mates doing it more and more in the last few weeks and actually have stopped running just on the roads or up and down the same parks they've gone to explore different parts of the city because i'm certain even within one or two miles of where you live in most places there will be all kinds of routes and trails and streets that you've never even heard of and i just Mm. really want people to go out and explore and even if you there aren't any woods or trails or anything new just run up and down some new streets find a different community and just explore just have a little wander around and just see what's around there rather than just doing those same streets all over i've had a really good time so i'm really lucky where i live i can get access to kind of hills and countryside pretty close by and my best tip for this is don't use google maps because it's crap for trail running and for runners generally if you go to open street maps and the app on android is called like osm and for some reason uh, if you look at that that has got literally every path and trail you can possibly imagine across the uk they are just everywhere and it's a really great app and also you can use the strava heat map if you look up that on a browser because that actually shows you where people have run so not only on the map might show you there's a path but you're not sure if it's accessible the strava heat map will show you where actual people are running and it's a really great idea just to try and find somewhere new and just to try something different i think um 
Strava is still doing the offer where you can get one month of premium for free, mm-hmm. um, yeah. like a free trial. And I think they have options there to look even closer at other people's runs in your local area. Um, and I think, you know, options to give you directions and things like that. So if you don't already have premium, that might be something worth doing just while you get used to your local area, just to have yeah. using the free thing there's a new thing that i found out there because i've got the summit part of it which i can't remember and i think mm. i think they've given yeah free stuff recently i can't remember what um but there's a really good feature on there now where it'll make a route for you so you can say i want to run eight kilometers mm. from my house in a loop and it'll make you an eight kilometer loop it might not mm. be the best because it doesn't obviously know what each road is like but again it'll give you some different ideas and the bit i really like is you can kind of set the map, draw with your finger a rough route kind of around the kind of places you sort of want to go, and it'll make you a route along where that kind of finger trace was. And that's great mm. fun. I mean, I just like fiddling mm. with maps, and I love that. So, Amy, have you got any more plans? Are you going to continue to go into your third week of running? I am. I am. Wow. And I've been thinking about it as well, because... Um, so I turn 30, if anyone can believe that, if anyone's seen pictures of me, no. I am I am actually 29 years old. Um, so I'm turning 30 in June. And originally, you know, I was going to be doing an ultra marathon um, at the beginning of June. So, which I don't think is going to happen now. Either yeah. the ultra marathon won't happen or even if it does, I won't be doing it because I haven't done enough training. But I am thinking whether getting to like 30k is something reasonable mm. that I can try and do. So on my birthday, do a long run of 30k. So, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do, like build up, hashtag building up the mileage, but thinking of something I can do to running wise to mark my 30th. I don't think 30 miles is going to be a thing. I don't think I'll be able to get to that level of um, that level of training, but 30K could be a possibility. Could you run around your flat 30 times? No. Well, actually, yeah, that'd be quite easy. Just 30 times around my flat. Yeah, that, that would be uh, a fairly easy challenge, but not 30 kilometers around my flat. <laughs> That I'm definitely not doing. I'm going. I'd be going on a nice run somewhere that looks pretty and I can enjoy outside and breathe fresh air. <laughs> For sure, that'll be nice. That'll be nice. What about you? What have you got coming up? Uh, nothing, really. No. As I said, you know, we're not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything. I'm going to carry on running pretty much every couple of days, 35k a week mm-hmm. or something. I'm going to miss out the ridiculous hills for the moment, but I'm carrying on just exploring all the areas because I keep finding places within a couple of miles of where I live that are lovely. Mm. So I had a lovely run this morning through like a beautiful set of woods. So what I do like about the UK, a weird kind of quirky thing about the UK is that like where there's footpaths, there are footpaths forever. Like, so if there is a, a footpath that's gone through a certain area, if you then build a farm on that area, the footpath stays there. So the farmer has to cut a line through their crops and you can just carry on running through there. And I did that this morning, ran through a golf course, which kind of feels odd, but also at the same time, like, ha ha ha, screw you, private fancy golf course. I'm going to run through you. And then I ran across a load of farmer's fields as well. Actually, as it turns out, I ran the wrong way. So I wasn't actually on the footpath. I was just running across some guy's field. So sorry about that. But I found this really beautiful wood, which was kind of really, really quiet. Just kind of birds and bluebells and a really lovely route. So it's just, it's worth exploring. It's funny because I see people who I know who live locally and I see their pictures on Instagram, for example, or Instagram stories. I see their videos. I'm thinking, Hmm. where is that? And they've managed to run there from their home. I'm like, that doesn't look like... Cardiff I've been running uh for anyone who knows Cardiff I've been running down the Ely Trail um recently please don't come and, and kill me yeah what um, kind of times are you running Amy <laughs> is that generally I run alone, down yeah? there at 3 a.m um <laughs> no one knows where I'm going I don't tell anyone where I'm going um but I've been running down there and sometimes you just stop and take a look and you 
can't believe you're in, you know, basically really close to a city. It looks yeah. like you're in the middle of nowhere. And especially um, now there's less traffic on the roads because it is quite close to um, some main roads. It's quite nice. <laughs> very, yeah. very secluded. No one around. <laughs> it's a lovely trail apart from that dual carriageway that's eight feet away. Yeah, but that's the thing at the moment. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like before when I'd run it, it'd be, yeah, just traffic all the time. But it's really quiet, especially this morning. I went this morning, you know, Sunday morning, hardly any cars at all. It was quite nice. So no witnesses at all to that? No witnesses. It's a great trail to murder someone, chop up their body and throw them, not in the tap, in the Ely, because it's right next to you. So, yeah. yeah. Well, there, there's some options. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> Uh, if you've enjoyed this bullshit, please visit runningisbs.com to see the show notes from this episode and links and the whole back catalogue, as well as links to our Patreon, our merch store and our social medias. Stay safe and we'll speak to you next time. Goodbye. Bye. There was definite phlegm in there. <laughs>